Are you looking for a comprehensive and convenient online health fitness training platform? Look no further than Vikido Fitness Academy. With a variety of programs designed to meet your needs, this platform offers everything from weight loss and wellness group coaching programs to an emotional intelligence course. You'll learn what to eat in order to achieve optimal health and energy levels. You'll have access to exercise training, live coaching meetups with myself, Dr. Vicki Haywood Doe, and other instructors, as well as support and accountability throughout your journey. Whether you prefer to work out at home or at your favorite gym, Vikido Fitness Academy makes it easy to follow along with their programs. So get started on your journey to better health and fitness. Visit vikidofitness.com forward slash VDF Academy. The views and opinions expressed are for general informational purposes only. Consult with your physician or medical health care provider for medical advice, diagnosis, and or treatment. Today, we talk about health tips to lose weight the healthy way and that actually works. Here is a tip to improve your diet quality. Researchers looked at data from more than 15,000 people and found that those who ate the least processed foods had a lower risk of obesity, while those who ate the most had an elevated risk. We are going to look closely at evidence-based, research-backed, expert-approved tips and suggestions about healthy eating and weight loss solutions so that you can get results. All this and more on It's All About Health and Fitness. Welcome to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. This program is brought to you by Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum. Now, here's your host, Vicki Doe and D. Banks-Bright. I'm Dr. Vicki Haywood-Doe, and with me is the one and only Dr. D. Banks-Bright. How are you? How are you, Vicki? I'm doing excellently on this beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. It's sunshine. Now, this has been three days, three days in a row of sunshine. Yep, I'm shocked. I know. I feel like a new woman. I know. <laughs> I know. You know, I'm still getting over the fact that you all, I passed by your house yesterday, that big old tree. Oh, yes. That it was, was a, traumatic. Oh, it was a mess, that windstorm. And, and it literally split the tree in half. It, it sure did. And put pull everything down with it. The it sure did. Utility ripped stuff off the house. Oh, it I was a mess. that tree was 100 years old. Yeah, it's a big buckeye tree. It's yeah. a big buckeye tree. And so, yeah, and, and that was that was a whole week of stuff. We didn't we didn't get stuff back hung up in place, our cable, our Internet and all of that until that Friday. Oh, so wow. and it happened that Saturday. So it was a whole wow. week. It was a wow. whole week of cutting the tree down, trying to get the get a new utility pole, trying wow. to it was just a lot of stuff going on. So yeah. but wow. but we're grateful that it did not go in the house, right? Yes. Big old tree like that would have gone into the roof and could have possibly hurt somebody. Could have hurt somebody. So we're grateful. But yeah, it was so interesting. Now that you said that, I had the, you know, the, I was out of the loop. I would just have my phone of all the stuff on TV to the point that when, when, the, when I was able to have my cable and stuff back, I sat around here and kept doing stuff and everything. And then it dawned on me, oh, I can have my TV on. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was right. like, that was good. I said, well, you know, I didn't need to hear all that BS going on anyway. I know, right? Exactly. So I, I was all it is, all it was, all it is and all it was. Right. And so that, that was my detoxing from from media and stuff. You know, <laughs> I was forced. You probably, feel, you probably feel refreshed and renewed, refreshed and renewed. That's it. That's it. So, but we're here, D, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We are here, and this is episode 254. And today we talk about health tips that actually work for you to lose weight the healthy way. And we hear of many 
weight loss tips that are simply misguided advice. Uh, A lot of these folks that are out there are promoting misinformation about weight loss solutions, and most are not health fitness experts or healthcare providers at all. And of course, our advice here at Vikido Fitness is to be very careful of whom you take advice from because it can be very unsafe for you. In fact, take intentional effort. We admonish you to take an intentional effort to listen and follow evidence-based research-backed expert-approved suggestions about healthy eating and weight loss. Now, here's a tip. Here's a tip to improve your diet quality. Researchers looked at data from more than 15,000 people and found that those who ate the least processed foods had a lower risk of obesity, while those who ate the most had an elevated risk, according to a study published in February. This is recent. In February 2023 in Nutrition Hospital, Hospitalarian, Hospital, one of them Spanish things. We need to, we need to bring, (laughs) we need to bring um, my youngest daughter, Andrea, Andrea. mm -hmm, so that she can uh, interpret that. Translate it, exactly. Yes, indeed. But it's one in one of their peer-reviewed nutrition journals. And so we're going to focus our episode today and share with you a few of the latest ways to lose weight, the healthy way, and You better believe it. It is definitely evidence-based tips. So stay tuned for today's episode on this show. It's all about health and fitness. Now, what do you have to say to that, Dee? I'm looking forward to it. We, you know, as we we try to be trusted messengers here, trusted messengers here with our evidence-based information, not just something that we got off of Google. That's it. There we go. And so we want you guys to make sure that you stay tuned today. Make sure, guys, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It's all about health and fitness. Vicky Doe Fitness on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on any of the platforms that you listen to your podcast. When you subscribe, you will be notified first when we post a new show. And you will be able to listen, learn, and experience our shows where we bring in other guests and talk about the things that are important for our health. But we talk about, we also talk about physical health, total well-being, all of that, ways to preserve our mental health as well. And so we believe in total well-being, having a holistic approach to healthy living. So make sure you do not miss any of our shows and subscribe today. And last but not least, go on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and review of this show because that is how we grow and we increase our listeners and we appreciate you. And as always, what do we say, Dee? Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Well, Dee, like we said, the sunshine is up in Northeast Ohio. It is, it is. Yes, today it is. I'm sure all the golfers are out on the golf course today. Oh, you best better believe that. They probably were out for the past uh, two or three days, right? Since Monday, exactly. Oh, yes. They are enjoying this. And so uh, I was out and about. And then this is great because I said, okay, now I can get, because I like to kind of walk out in the elements in the park, you know, and I said, yeah, it's time for me to lose some of this, uh, some winter hips I got up in here. You you and me both, and I've decided to make a concerted effort. I said, today, I'm going to start doing some walking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing some significant walking and maybe going back to my swimming, too. Now, you know, because it was so cold. It's been so cold. Yes. You know, and that's been sort of a deterrent. So I haven't really done major exercise since I was training for that mini triathlon. I said, I got to get back. Yes, that'll be great. And so, yeah, I get excited about uh when the, when the sun is out and walking and stuff yeah because we got to tighten up you know some around the corner what did we used to say trying to get that bikini body ready we gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get tight and right 
definitely tight and right that's it tight and right and so yeah yesterday i did a quick talk with the northeast ohio the ohio black health coalition and they wanted me to talk about low sodium diet and heart healthy eating most especially really looking you know talking about the importance of food labels but also having them you know available and so because they're trying to join other agency in pushing the legislation to have you know these food labels that talk about the amount of sodium in the uh, foods and packaged foods that we have so that people can have you know an educated choice exactly on, on what they eat and all that and so yeah i did a talk about how that sodium content is good to know and it's important for us to know because yeah too much sodium leads to you know heart complications and all of that and so it went well it went well excellent yeah so I see I heard you you saw a lot of our old friends Dr. Q and yes 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 so everybody's doing well and the Northeast Ohio Black Health Coalition they're doing a lot of great things as usual right that's great that's wonderful yeah that sodium thing you know um you know as you know from your honey sweet that sodium and and high blood pressure you know go hand in hand and you know, when we talk about these processed foods and so forth, that's how people don't understand. That's how foods are preserved. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why a lot of people who in the South who grew up on fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, was going to like when I go to Europe is going to the market every day to get fresh fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. not buying all these processed foods that are filled with sodium. If you read your label, we, we, we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. When you read your labels and you see, you know, you take one bite of something and that's your sodium load for the whole day. For the whole day one bite (laughs) one bite you know so yeah sodium is is uh, the key to a lot of uh, health challenges and issues yes it is and to have stuff because I was also talking about how it was just a game changer when we went to the restaurant looked at the menu and saw that the one the one meal that we picked was over 1200 calories right because they put it on there for us to see then it was like okay hold on a minute maybe i shouldn't get this maybe i should get half or maybe i should just uh not get it at all so it's good to have these labels and things i think it's excellent Mm -hmm. i think it's excellent you know because you you fool yourself into going in and getting something that you think is healthy and then you read the label and see how much how much sugar is in it yeah. it's another issue that's another issue. sugar mm-hmm. and how much um uh, sodium is in it like i said to preserve to preserve these foods so mm-hmm. you know you got to read your labels 140 yes. calories may not be 140 healthy calories you know that's it that's it so yeah so that was what we were uh, talking about and I was like yeah kudos to having more uh, food nutrition fat labels on stuff I'm I'm a firm believe on that you know absolutely and you know it certainly does deter deter you when you go into these restaurants or fast food places and it's mandatory that you look up there and it really is a deterrent you're like well maybe I don't really want that today yes that's it you know Uh, maybe not maybe not pass what we say pass pass pass. (laughs) turn right around and go get some iced tea or something or hot tea that's it that's it so how was your week d um my week was really sort of uneventful um i guess the thing that i paid attention to more than anything last year of last weekend was the masters you know i'm not a golfer but of course tiger has gotten us back all back into got us into watching golf when he started doing it 20 years ago or started to, you know, be seen on television. And sadly, he, um, I guess this guy from Spain, uh, Rom won, Mm -hmm. but Tiger had to pull out, you know, after the third round or something like that because of his injuries, Injuries, you know, and if you watched him, it was, it was sad, him limping on the course, it was rainy. And, you know, I know when it rains, Arthur kicks up really bad and he's had back surgeries and all these kinds of surgeries and you know he crashed his car a couple of years ago and basically that right leg was rebuilt and the one thing i saw him he had driven a ball into the uh, one of the ditches or mm-hmm. places and he went down there and you could see him he was trying to balance himself trying to hit the ball back up 
and he lost, kind of lost his balance and he was just kind of like bouncing on his leg. And I'm thinking, oh, that's terrible. You, maybe it's time to just give it up. Look, let me tell you something. We be, we be what we say, we be getting old. And sometimes our, our knees, especially with athletes, they age when it comes to their ability to do stuff because they've been doing that stuff since three and you pounding and stuff on that. Exactly. When you getting older, it's time to know, you know what? Let me let my body rest and let me move on. Because that's what Serena did. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Serena did that for uh, tennis. A lot of folks got to get out because... Yeah. She had to eventually leave because every time she was getting up, she was having these bad spills and falls and stuff like that. So it takes its toll. It you know, if you don't want to get some serious, serious life changing a- injury to come on out of there at that level. When you're at, at that, that level. But that's the whole point. You know, you can only be an elite athlete for so long because we all are getting older and your body can't take that uh, pounding and the recovery is going to be different. Not going to happen. It's going to be different. So hopefully he'll see that because it just it makes it like, man. What are you I doing know. when you see them limping and carrying on? It was very, very painful to watch. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very painful to watch. So, yeah. but yeah, we, so that was what I did last weekend. Okay, well, good for you, my sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is going on this week? Everything, Vicky. Everything. Well, you know, I had to put some because because you always keep us abreast on what's <laughs> of the royal family this was a late breaker a yes. late breaker yes uh, prince harry the uh buckingham palace announced that prince harry will attend the coronation of king charles next month but his wife megan mm. duchess of sussex mm-hmm. will remain in the united states with the couple's children and i see they are calling them by their new names now prince princess lilibet and prince archie you know they were not they weren't given ah. titles but when the queen died yes. and charles became king okay. the way it happens is that the grand children of the monarch have to be called prince and princess ah. and i guess they could have refused it but they chose to give them that title so anyway she's going to stay in the united states following months of speculation buckingham palace is pleased to confirm that the duke of sussex will attend the carnation service at westminster abbey on may the 6th the duchess of sussex sussex will remain in California with Prince Archie and Princess Lilibet, the palace said in a statement. There had been widespread speculation over whether the Sussexes would travel to the United Kingdom for the historic occasion. In March, the Duke spokesman told CNN that the couple had received an invitation to the coronation, but had not yet confirmed their attendance. So there you have it. I think that speaks volumes. Well, and once again, we're going to be in the mix. We will be up in the mix. We will be giving late breakers from <laughs> London, England. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So we Nate, will be up in the mix. Nate asked me, he said, huh, you going to London again? I said, listen, when Dr. D say, let's go to London, <laughs> me and Natalie go, okay, we there. Oh, most deaf. We Absolutely. are there. So we will be up in the mix. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And I love London because, you know, people don't really, they don't really understand that London, you know, there's certain things that we see here in the U.S. We, when we're looking at TV at London, you know, it doesn't seem as diverse. But when you're there in London, man, it is it's so true. diverse. Exactly. Big time. Big, Big time. time. Man, people of color everywhere. People of color everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. So, yeah. yes, I, I love that London. So, yeah, that's yeah. where we will be. Yes. We will be, God willing, as they say. God willing. That's right. Well, guess what? Every every time that we have our show, we at least try to have a specific health tip. And I'm going to read this health tip. This is coming from Idea Fitness Journal, and it's called The Dark Side of Night Eating. It says, 
loading up on calories in the evening may adversely affect weight loss efforts. It's true, raiding the fridge at night could make it harder for people to scale down. Among 1,200 adults who kept detailed food diaries from 2012 to 2017, those who consumed a lower percentage of their daily calories after sunset consume fewer calories overall as compared to those who ate more at night. This is according to a study led by researchers at Ulster University in Northern Ireland and presented at the 2020 European and International Congress on Obesity. The timing of when we eat our calories is increasingly being shown to influence the way our bodies behave, including altering certain certain hormone levels that appear to play a role in body weight management. Also, the food choices people make later in the day is important as well. Those who ate the largest portion of daily calories at night had poor diet quality scores. They were more likely to eat heavily processed foods, consume alcohol, and choose fewer nutrient-dense edibles overall. So it's important that we don't. You know how we have different diet plans or diet hacks that tell us that maybe we shouldn't eat after eight or maybe we shouldn't. Right. Right, because not only is it messing up our body weight management, but the quality of the food that we choose. We don't choose a salad at uh, nine o'clock. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't because that takes too long to try to fix. That's it. We choose something uh, short and sweet or salty or, you know, exactly things that we're not supposed to eat. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that was good. That was very good. What's the latest? So the latest is May the 11th. There's May the 11th, the public health emergency situation that was created in 2020 to, uh, well, it was actually under under uh, Biden. When actually when Biden came in, that's when they had the, the bulk of it. And um, to give um, states uh, who didn't have sufficient doctors. Doctors could cross the state lines and practice and nurses and a lot of resources, uh, monetary resources for healthcare facilities and, and so forth. That's coming to a screeching halt. That will end. Mm. And in addition, the free vaccines, the, the free antiviral medications like Paxlovid and the free COVID tests mm. will all end. So now is the opportunity for you to go to your pharmacy and take your insurance card and see if you can get your medications covered for free before this May 11th. So we really don't know the impact of it until it happens. And we really don't know the impact of it until it hits hospitals because hospitals have been short-staffed. They're still short-staffed. We'll just have to stay tuned to see how. And as I was telling the news people that I was interviewed by last week, I'm on a committee that reports to the a committee that's under Department of Health and Human Services, and they report to the, oh, the COVID, health, the COVID White House team that's going to be disbanded too. Okay, wow. And so we won't be having a lot of trusted messengers. Mm. And number three, there does not appear to be any grace period. Like, oh, we're not going to do it. We'll wait another couple of weeks. No, it looks like it's going to end on May the 11th. So everybody needs to get out there and do what you need to do. Wow. Well, that's what happens, right? So that yep. means we still got, we're going to have variants coming to get us and won't know about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We, and you know, like I messengers will be gone okay well hey let's just um get like we do we have our certain routine well you'll still have a trusted messenger in youngstown that's it we'll we'll still get our routine <laughs> we got dr d banks right. that means y'all right. gotta be listening more to it's all about health and fitness yep our podcast because dr d banks will definitely hook us up on the information that we need to know right yep all right well thank you d you are so welcome hi everyone this is dr vicki haywood doe i just wanted to break in for a quick second and introduce to you the sponsor and creator of this show it's the company i own haywood doe consulting co doing business as Vicky Doe Fitness. We are a health and wellness consulting company that specializes in designing and implementing 
medically integrated applied exercise physiology-based fitness wellness programs, initiatives, events, health promotion, and health education for special populations such as older folks, children, adolescents, overweight and obese individuals, cardiac rehab, women's health, and those who have chronic diseases. We have a team and network of healthcare professionals based out of Northeast Ohio, and we've worked with many companies, schools, churches, and organizations. If your goal is to transform your life by taking a holistic approach to living a life of health and total well-being, get in touch with us at info at To find out more about our own site and online programs and services, go to vikidofitness.com. And now back to the show. Well, today we talk about health tips that actually work for you to lose weight the healthy way. There is a lot of misguided information out there that is promoted a lot of times by folks that are not health fitness experts or health care providers. And so we are going to focus on evidence-based research-backed ways that you can successfully lose weight and reap the benefits of health and well-being. And so we're going to really concentrate on one article that has different intakes from different health providers such as nutritionists, exercise physiologists, and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to be talking about 25 ways for weight loss that actually work. And this is in the Everyday Health. And it says from savoring your food to prioritizing your protein, check out this practical advice for losing weight courtesy of registered dietitians and nutritionists. And it starts out saying, it says 25 tips for weight loss that actually work. And it says, over the years, you've probably heard your fair share of wacky weight loss advice, whether it's to drink celery juice every day or replace your meals with weight loss cookies. Often those tips are promoted by people without any health expertise. And so if something sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But just as there's a ton of misguided weight loss advice out there to be avoided, there are also a lot of legitimate research back and expert approved suggestions for people who are in the right mental health space and have weight loss as a personal goal. Now, one such tip is to improve your diet quality. Researchers looked at data from more than 15,000 people and found that those who ate the least processed foods had a lower risk of obesity, while those who ate the most had an elevated risk, according to a study published in February 2023. I'm going to try to say it again. <laughs> Nutrition Hospitalarian. Okay, that, that's a little bit of <laughs> <laughs> And so the merits of plant-based diets have been particularly well-researched in one study of more than 200 dieters. Those who adopted a low-fat, plant-based diet for 16 weeks lost significantly more weight compared with a control group, according to results published in October in Obesity Science and Practice. There are also multiple studies suggesting having strong social support in your weight loss effort can help, whether that comes from family and friends, a coach, or even an app or online community. Participating in an online support group may help increase motivation, according to research published in July 2022 in Digital Health and a 10-year review of literature on the role of social support in online obesity Health communities included that such support is associated with better adherence to weight loss behaviors, according to a study published in June 2022 in Review of Communication Research. 
And so that's why I'm going to take time here to put a plug for our Vicky Doe Fitness online programs. Go to www.vickydofitness.com forward slash VDF Academy because these are our online weight loss health programs. Yes, we have put evidence-based research to that and we have that social support community. But I'm gonna move right along. Your mindset matters too. When it comes to weight loss, research published in February 2022 in the Journal of Obesity found that those who lost weight and maintain it, embrace their setbacks, seeing them as temporary pauses in their plan rather than as failures. Here are some more expert approved science back tips that can help you achieve and maintain a healthy weight and that's what d and i dr d and i are going to talk about and so i will let you start first d with okay. number one with number one so number one eat slowly i have my clients learn how to choose foods they like really taste each morsel going into their mouths and chew deliberately. I advise them to chew slowly, swallow only when the food is all chewed up, and repeat. It takes time to know we're full. Eating slowly not only allows us to enjoy our food more, but gives us better cues of satiety. This is from Janet Zan, a licensed clinical social worker and psychotherapist in private practice in New York City. Nothing is worse, Vicki, than Mm -hmm. when you're eating so fast and then you forgot what you ate. And that can happen, right? (laughs) All the time. You're gobbling your food down. And sometimes it's like, did I really eat? Or if I ate, what did I eat? What did I eat? That's a sad commentary. That's a sad commentary. But it can happen, right? All the time. It can happen. And so the lesson is we got to eat slowly. Very slowly, deliberately. Yes. Now, number two, enjoy the food you eat. And this is said by Zen again. And she says, so often we've told what to eat. And then when we don't like that specific food, we're less apt to create long-term healthy habits. Try new fruits and vegetables. Find out how to prepare new dishes that provide variety and flavor. Add herbs and spices to elevate flavor. Or if you prefer, savor the sweetness of fruit and the depth of raw and steamed vegetables. There's no reason that your relationship with food can't be pleasurable. And that's what we talk about all the time. When we go out and do cooking demos, you know, folks be like, ooh, what's that? Then by the right. time we finish, they've eaten up everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. we tell, we show people how to eat your fruits and vegetables, your vegetables, some of the cuisines that you're used to eating, you know, with the herbs and spices and yeah. all of that, you know? Yeah. You know, for Easter last, last Sunday, I had a very nice steamed uh, riced cauliflower. Okay. That tasted just like rice. You know, I put some vegetables and stuff like that in it, some, you know, peppers and so forth. And it was delicious. I bet. And a lot better for me than rice. That's it. Yeah. So enjoy the food we eat, right, Dee? Exactly. All right, the next, next one. Yes. Keep a daily gratitude journal. Our eating habits are sometimes connected to our emotions, whether we realize it or not. When we're stressed, we may use food to help cope with the stress. I work with clients on keeping a daily journal of things they're grateful for, or even just a journal to write in when stressed, so that they're better prepared to cope with the stress by acknowledging it and utilizing other tools rather than reaching for food as a coping mechanism. That's from Lauren Mangianella. Hello, registered dietitian, CSSD, a board-certified sports nutritionist and registered dietitian in private practice in Long Island, New York. Yes, and so that's what... the journal. Yeah, that's one of our gratitude journals. That's one of our things that we admonish that's a part of our program at Vicky Doe Fitness, our weight loss program, because when you write all the things, you know, that you're grateful for, it just, I mean... It just relieves a lot of stress and things. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because a lot of times we do eat 
because we're, we're emotional. You know, if somebody right. if somebody chewed you out at work, what do you do? You, <laughs> you want an ice cream cone. <laughs> yes, yes. You come yeah. home and you yeah. get grab some a bottle of wine, not a glass of wine, a bottle. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's that. All right. So the next one, batch, cook, and prep. This is important. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday, I batch cook, and this was said by Kyra Williams, a personal trainer in Boston. Every Sunday, I batch cook enough chicken for the week. I cut off the fat, bake it with seasoning, measure 3.5 ounces, and put that much into a container with some mustard and frozen veggies. So I can grab one a day to bring to work. I also take the time to divvy up an individual containers in individual containers, one fourth cup of rolled oats, a tablespoon each of the natural peanut butter and ground flax, and a pinch each of protein powder and cinnamon to sweeten. So when I'm a zombie in the morning, all I need to do is just add some water and microwave. And so I like this because, you know, we're always teaching a part of and I'm going to be doing an actual a workshop and it's called, you know, learning how to to meal prep, prep your food ahead of time, like for the week and all of that and and divvy them up because it saves a lot of time, most especially if you got to run out of the door. Exactly. And be somewhere and you you stick to your healthy meals, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, So that's a good one. And that's the other thing about, I don't want to say dieting, but lifestyle changes is that you have to prepare. Otherwise, like it's just like coming home, you start grazing. If you have stuff that's already prepared, healthy snacks, you will go towards those as opposed to the unhealthy snacks that you haven't prepared for. You know what I mean? Like carrying almonds around in your car kind of thing. Yes. Don't forget weight. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're lifting weights two or three times a week using moderate to heavy weights Three or four sets of 10 to 15 reps with weights that challenge you helps increase your muscle mass. When you have more muscle on your body, the food you eat is more likely to be utilized as fuel rather than stored as fat. And this is from Kara Williams to the personal trainer. Yes. And that's important. You know, you we, always talk about. Oh, that. yes. And, and the, the importance and even though you. You know, most people say, okay, well, I can't lift weights. I don't have just doing squats. You still, you still are, right. are strengthening a, a large muscle, you know, exactly. and, and, and it's a multi joint. So just doing squats will be, oh my God, will be just improving that increasing your muscle mass. And yeah, if, if, when you eat, if you have more muscle mass on you, then to fuel that muscle and to keep it active and how it should be, you're going to use that food up and it's not going to be stored as much as fat. And so that's why it's important for that as well. But as we get older too, we need to have muscle mass so that we can just lift and do stuff and get around, right? Exactly. So the next one, it says, get enough Z's. Hmm. Yes. A lack of sleep increases your hunger hormone, gremlin, and decreases your satisfaction hormone, leptin, which can contribute to weight gain. When we are sleep deprived, we crave more salty and sweet foods. Why? Because anytime you feel more intense hunger, your cravings for higher energy, a.k.a. higher calorie foods, intensify. We also know that the way we think and process our emotions is affected by inadequate sleep. So it's easy to connect this with an impaired ability to make reasonable choices in many areas of life, including with food. If we flip the coin, we can safely assume that when we are well rested, our bodies work better. When it comes to eating, that would mean that we would eat when we are truly hungry and eat just enough, just until satisfied. Our hormones are also going to be better balanced because our bodies got the time needed to sleep repair and refresh. And this was said by Angela Lamone, a registered dietitian nutritionist in private practice in Texas. So it's all about that, getting that Z, that sleep, right? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. And the next one, which is also very important, do not skip meals. Remember, 
our body's ultimate goal is to stay alive. As soon as we are being kept from calories, which are literally the life energies for our body, it will do things to survive. Our body knows what foods are higher in energy density, and we will crave those more. Honor your hunger and don't allow your body to think it's being starved. This goes against many of the dieting tactics, but those tactics truly don't work well for people in the long term. I generally recommend eating every four hours, and this is also from Angela Lamone, a registered dietitian nutritionist, private practice in Texas. Yeah, your body, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and your body is not going to let it kill you. It's not going to let you um, say, I'm going to let you die. You're going to let me die because you're you're not eating. So that's why when you eat, it keeps your metabolism going. Isn't that right? Yeah, and it stores. That's why we always tell people, you know, you got to be careful with these restricted diets because as soon as you eat, even when you're eating what you're eating, it's going to, you know, store a lot of that stuff as, as fat. Right, exactly. Yes, the next one, stay hydrated. Research has found that people who drank two glasses of water before a meal lost more weight than people who didn't drink water before meals, and they kept it off. This simple tip works in two ways. Thirst can mask itself as hunger, right, causing you to eat more. And water makes you feel fuller, causing you to eat less during a meal. This was said by Megan Casper, who's a registered dietitian, a nurse counselor, and the founder and CEO of Nourish Bite. And so I was like, yeah, I understand the importance of drinking, but I got to remember to drink two glasses of water before a meal, right? Right. Me too. You know, I bought these. I, I go around the hospital and I've noticed that and I'm, I'm impressed. The nurses, many of the nurses have gotten these uh, these little containers and it looks like many of them are drinking that water. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive that they are able to do that. You know, of course, with me, it's a little more difficult because I'm not in the same place all day. But right. yeah, that that water thing is is important. It's definitely important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one, mm-hmm. cut calories, not flavor. By choosing options such as sharp cheddar over mild cheddar, you can use less, but you'll still get a lot of flavor without feeling like you're on a diet. This is also from Megan Casper, a registered registered dietetic nutritionist, a nutrition counselor and founder and CEO of Nourished Bites. Cut calories, not flavor. Yeah, I, I always say that. You know, a lot of times, especially when it, that goes, when it comes to holiday eating, yeah. you, you know, a lot of times people want to have that macaroni and cheese and they put, yeah. they putting in what, 16 different, no. <laughs> oh, and, and 10 sticks of butter and cheese and all this other eggs and all this stuff. And it's just heart attack on a plate. It's heart attack on a plate, but people ask, well, do you have macaroni cheese? I haven't had macaroni cheese for a long time because I only keep that as a, like a something that I do for uh, one of the holidays. And one thing that I do, I personally do this. I pick a cheddar or something that, that has more flavor and then just less of those different variety yeah, yeah, and, and then yeah. have just a little bit, a small portion, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, reorganize your plate. Mm-hmm. Make half your plate vegetables, a quarter of your plate whole grains, and a quarter of your plate lean protein. When you switch the portions of grains and vegetables on your plate, you'll see a difference. The only caveat, potatoes, corn, and peas are starchy vegetables, so they go in the grains category. Mm-hmm. That's from Laney Youngkin registered dietitian, a nutrition counselor, and consultant in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, so that means we got to have our plates full of plant-based stuff, vegetables. And that doesn't mean pile high and deep. No piling high and deep. Nope. (laughs) No piling high and deep. No piling high and deep. All right, number 11, start where you are and do what you can. And this was said by Esther Avent, an online mm-hmm. sports nutritionist specializing in weight loss who is based in San Diego. And she says, don't feel like you need to overhaul your entire life starting immediately. 
assess where you are currently and then figure out where you'd like to be in the future. A great starting point for mostly sedentary people is to get a step counter, a step counter and see how much you walk on a normal day. Then set a step goal slightly higher than the norm and strive for that. Working your way up slowly and to a goal of 10,000 steps per day. So yeah, we got to get our, what we call them now, they got them as the Apple watches and we, we're more sophisticated right. now. I wear my Fitbit every day just so I can keep myself honest about how many it is. You know, it's, it's not easy to do 10,000 steps a day. No, you, you, you got to be walking for real. You do, you got to. And sometimes I, I admire my brother-in-law Mm-hmm. And my sister, sometimes they'll get to the end of the day and they'll just run in place until they get to 10,000 steps. It's so funny, but I'm like, okay, you guys, I can't argue with you. They're like, we got to get our 10,000 steps in. So, okay, yeah. well, hey, at least they doing that, right? <laughs> at least they doing it, right. Do, 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 do your thing. Do your thing. Um, the next is think big, not small. Focus on the weight loss, big rocks. There are a few areas that will give you the most bang for your buck when you're trying to lose weight. Prioritizing those and letting go of all the minutia that contribute to overwhelm will make reaching your goals feel easier and more sustainable. On the nutrition front, pay attention to calories, protein, and fiber. For exercise, prioritize strength training, daily uh, steps, rather, and recovery. All right. And that's from, from Esther Avant, to an online sports nutritionist specializing in weight loss who is based in San Diego. And then the next one, look beyond the scale. This is by Avon again, too. While the scale isn't useless it also isn't the only thing that matters to help you gauge progress that might not be reflected on the scale take regular photos and measurements in addition to keeping a running list of non-scale victories this will help keep the scale in perspective and show you all the positive changes you're making to your health and overall lifestyle. And yeah, that's what I've always said. You know, you, you need to really concentrate on the inches that you're losing because right. if you're strength training and doing all this, uh, especially if you were sedentary and all of a sudden now you strength training and doing all that, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You are gaining muscle mass. That's going to weigh more. So for a minute, for a minute at the beginning, and that happens all the time when people say, Oh, I've been doing this thing and I'm gaining weight. Look, you know, you are gaining muscle mass, you know, continue, continue doing what you're doing because in a little bit, to maintain that muscle mass, you're going to start definitely using your fuel and then your, your, your weight will start, you know, you start back, you start back losing weight. So it's about measuring your inches more so. Exactly. Exactly. Give your breakfast a protein boost. Aim for 15 to 25 grams of protein at breakfast. Protein is digested slowly and suppresses hunger hormones, helping keep you full. Additionally, a high protein breakfast helps curb cravings later in the day. This is what I like. Pair protein foods with fiber and healthy fats like two eggs with whole wheat toast and avocado on high protein frozen waffles with nuts, berries, and a little maple syrup. Now you don't have to eat all of that, but you can do a little bit of a variation on the theme. And you see they're not doing, you know, sugar. They're doing a little maple syrup, which mm-hmm. is actually better better for you. It's natural. Mm-hmm. And so the next one, in fact, consume protein at every meal. Eating protein-rich foods at every meal, especially breakfast, can help shave off extra pounds. Protein slows down the digestive process and positively impacts your hunger hormones. Protein can also do better at starving off hunger than carbohydrates. Protein-rich foods include kiwa edamame mm-hmm. yeah i don't like those those are hard protein soy I like protein. Them. you do <laughs> i like edamame beans yeah. really okay okay mm-hmm. beans seeds nuts these are protein rich foods eggs yogurt cheese tofu lentil this is lentil pasta poultry fish and meat this was said by christine m palumbo 
who is a, a registered dietitian, a nutrition consultant from Naperville, Illinois. Okay, this will be our last one that we'll do, and we'll tell okay. folks to make sure that, you know, to really get more on this list, go to this um, website, and we're going to put it in our show notes about the 25 ways to lose weight. So go ahead. The last one then is try to eat mainly whole, minimally processed foods. Because remember, the more processed, all that sodium and sugar, the multiple processing steps and added ingredients are the reason processed foods taste so good. We keep wanting more. They tend to contain large amounts of added sugar, just what I said, sugars, fats, and salt. Research suggests that people can take in up to 500 more calories a day when they're offered unlimited amounts of ultra-processed foods compared to unprocessed foods. And this also is from Christine Palumbo, registered dietitian, a nutrition consultant from Naperville, Illinois. All right. And so, yes, these are some of the tips that we are sharing with you today to go all the way through this list. You're going to go to and we're going to have this article in our show notes, 25 tips for weight loss that actually work. So what do you say, Dee? <laughs> well, I think this is great. These were a wonderful tips. You know, it just really kind of reconfirms what we have been saying for our last almost 250 some, well, more than 255. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so these are the tips, but yeah, everybody remember everybody you're individualized. And so, and you can use some of these tips because some work better for some, some work better for others and all that. But the key thing about these tips are that they're evidence-based and exactly. they're coming from folks that know what they're talking about and are following right. the following the guidelines of what you and do. And people who have studied, you know, the physiology of, of foods and, and so forth and, how, and, and have taken, you know, the chemistries and all that stuff that go along with how your body works. I was talking to somebody the other day about understanding insulin and what it does mm. and when you eat, how that happens. Because a lot, even physicians, mm -hmm. you know, we might have taken, taken some endocrinology mm -hmm. in our training, but we're not trained in that like registered dietitians who know what they're doing with mm -hmm. this. And we had to, and I had to teach what was called energy metabolism so we go oh, down yeah right so we go right. down further and we talk about the food the fuel then the exercise the whole burning right. of the fuel and active process energy metabolism so yeah and that's knowing about all the hormones that exactly. help get that fuel to your cells when you exercise so these are the things that people have studied you know and have at least a little bit of knowledge and a lot of lot of knowledge you know a lot bit of knowledge a lot bit of knowledge we will end our show today and anything else d well i just kind of want to reiterate a few real quickly eat slowly enjoy the food you eat keep a daily journal batch cook and prep don't forget your weights get enough sleep don't skip meals stay hydrated cut calories not flavor reorganize your plate look beyond the scale Give yourself a protein boost and actually consume protein at every meal and try very hard. This is critical to minimize your processed food intake. And there you have it. Well, there you have it. And folks, as always, for more information, go to our website, vickidofitness.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, or just something to say, tweet us, email us. Go on Facebook and share with us your thoughts. You've been listening to It's All About Health and Fitness with Dr. Vicki Hayward-Doe and Dr. Virginia Banks-Bright. Vicki Doe is owner of Vicki Doe Fitness, a multimedia health and wellness forum, a place to discuss, learn, and participate in healthy living. You can get in touch with Vicki by email at info at vickidofitness.com.